Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the November 14th episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It's your Monday evening episode of the show. Got some Monday night football coming up tonight as the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles take on the four and five. Is that right? Yes, four and five Washington Commanders. Hey, listeners, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. If you haven't done so already, we would super appreciate it if you would subscribe to the show, maybe share us with your sports-loving friends and family. Um, We've also got a website, www.umyasports.com, that you can go to, which has got like an aggregation of the best headlines from local sites, the 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 socials we bring everything together for you there's no ads it doesn't cost you anything so if you like to check out what's happening in the sports world ongoing we encourage you to check that out also we're over there on the uh the old twitter at um yeah sports and we would love to hear from you would love to talk to you um hey john how, how's it going it's going well how are you i am doing excellent i am doing very very well because the tampa bay buccaneers are back on track they head over to Germany, put on the Lederhosen, take on the Seattle Seahawks, the surprising Seattle Seahawks. And what happened, friend? Did, did veteran poise beat out rookie fervor? What do you think? Yeah. Young guys, the young guys, the you guys. know, just when they, went to, when they went on the field to execute, guess what? didn't work out so well for him all right what do you think uh i yeah this game you know we talked about it I, I, we were saying that they need to establish some side of, sort of running game if you're tampa and and then that will open up a lot yeah. of passing for him sure did they did both those things and and seattle looked terrible i mean there were so many busted coverages uh on several drives yeah there was a couple of drives they got a couple of interceptions but one of them was Fournette trying to throw to tom brady and tom brady slipped so that's yeah know, what it is but like one interception and they really just dominated Seattle the entire game, and you know at this point we thought we said that they needed to win this game in order to get their season back on track and get in the right direction. They looked dominant. They are two and zero over the last two, my friend. Yes, the offensive line looked good. They got established a run game. Like I said, Fournette, White, both have made had really good runs until Fournette obviously got injured with a hip yeah. injury that won't keep him out. And then pretty soon we'll get. Uh, or people will get um, um, or sorry, the Bucks will get Ryan Jensen back as well. So they'll, yes. they'll have that, that all happen. Do we know when that? He happens? just tweeted today something about football. So I think that's okay. soon. That's good. That's a good sign. Um, so you know that's happening, and, and when that happens, you know things are going to be even better. If he can get back during this sweep up of of where the Tampa Buccaneers are at, add an extra guy in there. And things are looking good because this pass rush of the Seattle Seahawks has been very good in yeah. the last few games and throughout the season. But they didn't touch Tom Brady pretty much the entire time. Tom Brady has just as much as or all the time he really needed to get the wide receivers, make plays, do everything they, they wanted to do and do it successfully. Um, and getting that running game established early felt a lot like watching someone play Madden yeah. that just wants to establish the run game right. first. And they legitimately called three or four run game running plays in a row. Yeah. And the first few possessions that didn't work, but because they did that, they ended up getting to a situation where they got 15, 20 yard runs. And then they followed that up with play action, uh, play action or just passes because the 
Seahawks came down into the box to try to stop the run. They were so worried about them running yeah. that they left open huge gaps in the secondary, which led to touchdowns, and then Fournette walked into the end zone. The play calls, they basically got to toy with Seattle. That was basically what happened. Yeah. It's just Let's just do whatever we want. Seattle's so worried about this move or that move, and they just didn't know exactly where to go, what they were doing. Uh, and this Tampa team looked like the Tampa team that we've come to expect. Mike Evans made some really good completions. Yes. Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, Fournette, White, Tom Brady, Lots offensive of line. Defense was getting after Geno Smith. If you're the um, offensive line and the linebackers, those are their strong suits they got after him and made Geno's life extremely difficult. And, you know, yeah, there's some mistakes that the cornerbacks made, but I always find that the weak point of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers anyway. But it's a good positive for him to head into, I mean, next week. I don't know. Let me see who they're playing because that would be interesting to see if they're able to continue this threat or not um, because you know momentum is always important Tom Brady obviously said that this was a win that they needed to have in order to you know turn on their season and then they go into their bye week next week so yeah, that's right they, so they their go bye into week. their bye week 2-0 and it's a good feeling good good momentum going and then they Get come back and play the maybe Jensen's coming back at the you know kind of after maybe they'll play them there after the break they'll be playing the Browns next so should okay. be able to go 3-0 yeah. at the bye week and then rest up anyone that needs to be rest up for injuries Fournette obviously won't miss time because of the, where the bye week falls and yeah. they don't have to risk injury yeah but the running back core I think is also something that took a step up because you know now they now they see um, that Fournette's not the only guy back that can run the football and have success running the football. Uh, they also were able to use White in a very productive and helpful kind of that, way. That, what that Ronald Jones kind of? Yeah, Ronald Jones obviously who went to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, but having a secondary guy for Fournette, I think is going to be really helpful. So he doesn't have to take all of all yeah. the touches. Yeah. Um, but yeah, huge positive for him. They did the game plan exactly as they should, and <laughs> worked out tremendously for him. And pretty fun environment too the oh yeah first in, game ever Germans in in, uh, in germany singing singing those classics those american classics all right so uh the buffalo bills um that was quite a quite a quite, quite a, game a game against the vikings game. yesterday quite a crazy ending huh yeah it was 33 to 30 at the end of the day but that game had twists and turns everywhere it sure did all right so you think that uh they've got a problem they've got an issue yes they do that's going to hurt them going forward yeah and what is it this team um josh allen the way he plays is lending towards the ability to beat this team consistent uh, consistently this team is only good right now because a their wide receivers have tremendous speed that is most of the time hard to keep up with and josh allen is uh no one's figuring out how to stop him but the last two games against the Jets and against the Vikings have proven to me that there are ways to stop this team and make yeah. them look terrible yeah. and just absolutely stop them. You have to be, A, you have to be sticky uh, to the wide receivers. So that, that means playing uh, zone coverage and playing those spots really well if your guys aren't as fast as uh, as the wide receivers, if you're not as fast as Stephon Diggs, those guys playing zone to have those spots covered and then playing tight in those zones and not making mistakes, that's huge. But if you're like the Jets and you can stay with your guys and those guys are very fast cornerbacks or linebackers and are able to make plays, playing man is something you want to stay in. Just something that you're on top of those wide receivers consistently and whatever way that's the strength of the team. Each team is going to be different. Each team's going to have strength and weaknesses. You're going to have to mix things up. But doing that's going to be helpful uh, because 
once you're on the wide receiver and you're stopping them, Josh Allen sometimes really struggles with throwing the ball accurately when there's a guy draped on top of his wide receiver. Um, Stefan Diggs is usually able to overcome that and catch the football, but I saw several errored passes when the quarterback or linebacker was within five yards of the wide receiver and wasn't wide open. They were able to make a play, knock the ball away, grab the wide receiver's arms, do something like that, and prohibit them from making a play. That's the one part. And throughout the season, if you look at the games that they have played, you would notice that the games that that they destroyed on, the wide receivers were blowing past the coverage and they were just streaking towards the end zone. All Josh Allen had to do was throw it in the general vicinity, vicinity yeah, area, sorry, <laughs> vicinity uh, of the wide receiver, right. and the, and they make a play. With the games like the Jets against the Vikings against the Dolphins, they were able to get close enough to these wide receivers that that wasn't working. The other thing that, as far as Josh Allen is concerned, is you have to collapse the pocket in a certain way because the way that the teams are collapsing it, where they're collapsing the sides and then the front opens up, you can't catch Josh Allen when he's open and just running an open field, green grass is in front of him. It's usually either going to be a touchdown or a 20, 30-yard run play. If you collapse the pocket where you're collapsing one side and the other side at the exact same time or using one side of the pocket and collapsing that side and then on the opposite side, laying off a little bit and getting out of the blocks to be able to seal that edge, you're going to make Josh Allen throw from a weird platform. And something I've noticed over the last few games is he's terrible from different platforms. He cannot throw the ball accurately if he's throwing off his back foot. He cannot throw it if he's a little bit with a little bit of pressure in his face. He's making bad reads. He's not seeing guys that are standing right in front of his face. If you're able to get a guy chasing him down or something, that that usually flusters him in a way where he makes a ton of mistakes and, and then you're able to make plays and you're able to stop him. And the other thing that will do is that will help your secondary because the reason the Bills uh, wide receiver connection with Josh Allen is so good it's because he escapes the pocket and yeah you can be sticky for you know the first five six seconds but if your guys if your um, linebackers or or uh, defensive line isn't getting to Josh Allen these wide receivers just have all day to just run around back there and you're going to end up losing them and we saw that in the Vikings game and that's been kind of the struggle so that's kind of offensively that's or defensively, offensively for the Bills, that's what you have to look at. You have to look at getting to Josh Allen in a way where you're not just kind of haphazardly going after him. There has to be a game plan about how are we going to collapse the pocket on it. Because if you do it wrong, it's almost worse than not collapsing the pocket at all. You like just standing there going on your blocks and trying to shake off, that's probably more productive than shit collapsing the pocket behind him, letting him finagle get open, and then it's either a huge pass or a huge run. And honestly, this team doesn't really have an answer if you're able to be sticky on him and you're able to collapse the poxa correctly, whether that's either getting the both defensive line uh, edge guys to get in on Josh at the same time or make him run to a certain direction that you've predetermined he should run to and forcing them into that. Because once you do that, this team just ends up struggling. We saw interceptions when they did this. We saw sacks. We saw uh, strip sacks. We saw... You know, Stefan Diggs and these wide receivers missing plays. When there's a guy on and that window's so small, and I don't think Josh Allen is perfecting the craft of the quarterback position. He's perfecting the craft of backyard football and how do I, okay, the pocket's collapsing, get out, no one's open, see, I'm going to run. And I don't see when he's running up or stepping up in the pocket, I don't see him giving any more thought to the wide receivers at that point. If he sees some green grass in front of him and the wide receivers are closed off and the second he looks up, he's taking off and he's thinking, I'm running now. He's not thinking, 
let me sit here for a second and see if something opens right. up. Now, that's going to suck for two reasons. A, it's easy to stop because you just have to do what I'm saying. And B, Josh Allen could uh, injure himself and it could ruin their chances of making right. any sort of progress. Yeah. We already saw him injure his elbow. And then he proceeds to use that same bad elbow to try to knock off, knock the football out of a defender that's already on the ground. Yeah. And he injures himself again. Yeah. Um, or taking hits to the head. Like he had a, in the Vikings game, he got hit in the head and got hit. Not like he was targeting or anything, but he actually, because he was flattened down. Um, and that's not something that you want. You want to see your quarterback not taking these chances. So Josh Allen needs to take more time learning how do I get these passes in the tight windows? How do I make plays when the pocket's collapsing around me and know exactly where to step up into certain zones of the pocket to make the correct strike? How do I see what's going on with the defenders? How do I make sure that these guys that I'm having are having the best chance of success when they're running these routes? And how do I see the defenders that are there? Because Patrick Peterson had an easy interception late in the game yesterday. He was just kind of sitting in the end zone, simply drifted over a little bit. Josh Allen didn't see him try to throw a, a risky pass. Or there's double coverage on Stefan Diggs. He's trying to throw that risky pass because he wants it to work, and he's trying to get it to work. Or in that Jets game, very early on, he throws a bad interception because the defender was you know, within a few yards of the wide receiver, and he simply drifted over because Josh Allen just thought, you know, it's going to work every time. So now you see that there's a little bit of a pattern between the teams that they lost to and the teams that they won to. It's like the Rams or um, the Steelers, those teams are not good defensively. They're having yeah. a lot of struggles defensively, and they're able to blow by him. But then you look at the Dolphins. They're able to sack him. They're able to get strip sacks. They're able to make his life miserable. And then the Jets, they were able to do both defensively as far as getting sacks and getting their wide receivers to be stopped. And then you look at the Vikings. They slipped up a little bit. They had chances to get absolutely dominated and just get obliterated. But then they started to do what I'm talking about. They got sticky, and they got to the quarterback, and they just collapsed the pocket in you know, in the correct ways. And then Josh Allen took a deep notes dive and, you know, they ended up losing the game because Josh Allen got fresher and tried to force the ball into a hole that he had no business forcing the ball into. You got to be way more careful than that. Well, they get the Browns this week coming up. That's probably a little bit more of a buy, but you know, when you get into the playoffs and you get into these situations that they have, you know, they really want to get to the Super Bowl. They really want to get, you know, all the way there and they want to win. Sure. You're going to have to fix this stuff because the def these playoff teams are the best of the best. They got all the way through. They did the trial by fire to sure. get to the season. They yeah. played you. They know what you're about, especially in the AFC. They got lots of tape to look, you've look at. Gotta, you've got to work on this because this is the same Josh Allen. Josh Allen has not changed all, for this entire time in the league. He only came on strong because everyone's enjoying his um, – his play of taking all these chances and taking all these risks. Yeah, that's true. It's what's but, fun about it, but it is dangerous. But they're, it's not, and it's not thinking, it's not, it's not forward thinking, A, right, and B, it's not a good game plan. Yeah, so okay. the coaches need to fix that. But the more I see, the more I think to myself, Oof, if they, if teams can figure this out, and they probably are figuring it out, and that's why we saw back to back losses. But if you watch the footage on these two games, you can see there's definite ways to beat this Bills team, and you know it's scary times coming for them. Okay. Well, we're going to stay on the NFL, uh, probably stay there for the entire episode. Um, sticking to quarterbacks, the Saints. The post-Drew Brees era has uh, not yet borne out a you know, successor franchise quarterback. Yeah. What are they going to do? I think it's time to just cut your losses at this point. I think it's time for a huge rebuild. I think you keep Chris Olave because he's been a really good wide receiver for you. Probably the best that you have. But getting rid of Michael Thomas, uh, either through trade or just letting him go through free agency or 
just cutting him. And then Jarvis Landry, I would say, count your losses there as well because he has those guys are not staying healthy and are not able to stay on the field. Uh, you got to reconstruct your entire quarterback room. I think you get rid of Jameis Winston. And I think you get rid of Andy Dalton. Uh, I keep Andy Dalton if you want to keep one for a backup. But and uh, but uh, Jameis Winston, I would try to seek uh, let him either seek a trade or try to find a trade partner or let him let him walk because you know right now what's valuable is getting draft choices for next year's draft so you can draft a quarterback so you can draft a defensive guy so you can draft a new couple new running backs and just build from the ground up because none of the guys you have in the in the office right now are game changers your defense is your best uh spot on that team they got a good defense they got good veterans I'm not complaining about that I think they're good there but I think offensively they just don't have the correct weapons Andy Dalton Jameis Winston wouldn't pick either one of those I try to get rid of them I try to get rid of Alvin Kamara trade him to the Eagles maybe get that first round pick back try to find a trade partner for him see what he's able to do what he's what he would bring um to another team because I think any team would want him because of his ability as a running back I think he has a lot upside uh, to have him and then just collect draft choices that way you can completely rebuild a through free agency and b through the draft because that's the only way this turns around I think they need to cut the losses Michael Thomas as well they're holding on a sinking boat with Michael Thomas he cannot stay healthy and he's holding up a roster spot that could be given to another wide receiver um and there's plenty other options. Now, obviously, the uh, trade deadline's gone, so you have to play the rest of the season with what you have, but making the correct decisions with free agency, picking up the right guys offensively, and then there's a whole conversation about, you know, who could be the quarterback, who should be the quarterback. Jameis Winston's Mr. Interceptions. I mean, he he cannot throw the ball to the that's correct been, to the correct jersey. Um, that's not something you really want. Andy Dalton is just Andy Dalton. He's not, Dalton time. He's not like a... Um, a Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes type quarterback that's yeah. an actually, you know, quarterback that's going to lead you to a Super Bowl. Right. Or not a franchise. And guy. he's not, you know, the worst of the worst either. He's just kind of the middle yeah. of the road guy. So, you know, getting rid of the pieces that still have value is probably smart now, right? Now, obviously, like I said, you missed the trade deadline, but, you know, maybe back then you could have tried to figure something out uh, with these guys. But right now, it's you're kind of in a bad situation for yourself because you didn't force the issue with these guys. Now you're forced to keep them with you through the rest of the season and see what you're able to string together. And so far you haven't been able to string anything together, even though you got one of the best rookie, to, um, one of the best, actually one of the best wide receivers period in Chris Olave. And Alvin Kamara has been playing really well for his entire career and a reasonably good defense. And you can't seem to find a way to beat a bad Steelers team regardless. And that's something that you're kind of going to have to look at and say to yourself, okay, you know, we're in this situation now. Uh, how are we going to build it? And I think, like I mentioned, I've talked about this multiple times, the wide receiver core is where you start. Because Michael Thomas, I feel like every year we talk about, oh, Michael Thomas is actually playing well. I'm su- this is going to be super exciting. And then you look the next day and he has a season-ending injury with something about his leg. And you can't just have that you know, hanging on your roster no matter how good he is. And maybe fans will be upset about that. And maybe they'll be like, you know, you should have kept him after he has some success in another squad. But just keeping a guy that can't remain healthy for your squad is kind of the wrong decision. So honestly, I think they need to go full rebuild here. Uh, the Drew Brees era should, or the post-Drew Brees era should be with a completely new squad that uh, starts fresh, starts over, uh, and and that's the way you're going to have success. Because right now, with what you have, I don't see the success coming. And so far, that hasn't happened because 
you know, we've seen the record and what this team is at right now. And what they have is not going to fix that. So I, at this point, I wouldn't put Jameis Winston in. Personally, I would keep Andy Dalton in yep. because I wouldn't want teams to see any more of, of um, Jameis Winston, just in case they are still interested in a trade. I wouldn't want to give them any other reason why not to get a trade. Uh, so, you know, Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton. So, you know. Yeah. So just Dalton time. It's <laughs> Dalton <you> time. <laughs> it always comes back to Dalton time, doesn't It'll come it? back there soon enough. All right. So uh, it looks like the Giants. I saw they're up there on the umyasports.com are interested in keeping Saquon Barkley around. Is that right? Yeah, they're, they're seeking a trade extension. Or a, not trade extension. A, uh, a contract. Ex- contract extension with yep. them. And, and uh, what about Daniel Jones? Yeah, I think that should be if you're going to be looking at Saquon Barkley, who at the beginning of the season everyone's like, okay, they're going to get rid of him. You know, they're not too happy with him. He hasn't been playing well, and then all of a sudden, um, Brian comes in and their new head coach is using him in a productive way, and he starts winning football games. And now they want to keep Saquon Barkley. I think to a certain extent, they also need to be looking at keeping Daniel Jones because Daniel Jones has done a really good job this season, uh, except for a few games where he hasn't played the best, but overall he's been playing really well. Overall, he's making the correct plays. Overall, he's making, have, getting this team to wins. And it's very hard to find a good quarterback in the draft or outside of it in free agency. Case of point is the Saints that we just talked about. So getting rid of him, I think, would be unwise, especially after he's, you know, him and the new head coach are working well together, getting wins together, and everything seems to be in a good spot. So I'd be, I'd be interested to see him. You know, do they do they keep him around or they, do they just say, okay, you know, it's you know, it's time to cut our losses and see what we get in the draft, which I think would only happen if if the uh, Giants somehow fall off the rails and all of a sudden start losing every single game, and they and they end up losing the rest of the games for the rest of the season, and and then they miss the playoffs by somehow that happening. I think that would make it so that they rethink the decision to keep Daniel Jones. But without the fifth-year option at this point, he had to play really well, and I don't know how much better he could possibly be playing this season. So I think, as a Giants fan, I think you know this team is actually really good. They were just used wrong with the other coaches. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if he got that contract extension like Saquon Barkley is. Now, Saquon Barkley is obviously playing the best season that we've seen him play in over a couple years uh, now. I mean, I drafted him in fantasy last year, got injured in the first few games. Now he's playing at a very productive and high level and maybe they even get OBJ. That's something that's still floating out there. But right now he's been playing with guys that aren't the best of the best. If you're the wide receivers, but he's still able to get wins. He's still able to pull things out and get, and get things going. That's more than can be said um, about this giants for a few years now, sitting at seven and two, Daniel Jones is your main guy. So yeah, like I mentioned, I would not be surprised to see him get signed again. And uh, we see him the, as the uh, main main guy for the next few years. All right. Very good. Well, that does it for today. Thanks for chilling. Yeah. Hanging out. Listeners, thanks for listening. Again, if you could do us a favor and subscribe, that'd be awesome. Please share us with your friends and family. We appreciate you. We will catch you on Wednesday. See yeah. ya. God bless.